You're now tuning in to True Way Gaming Podcast, hosted by One Way Soldier. We answer your gaming-related questions and talk about gaming-related topics. Now available on major platforms like iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, and others. Helping you game with a better understanding. Hey, God bless you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of True Way Gaming. I'm your host, One Way Soldier, or you can call me Carl. And here on True Way Gaming, we answer your game-related questions and talk about game-related topics. And on this episode, I'm going to be talking about two topics, two exciting topics for me. One that was announced, you know, I know I'm a little, actually I'm not a little bit, I'm like actually a couple of weeks late to this this topic, you know. Uh, but I want to address that here on the show. And, that's, and then also a big announcement from Microsoft with the cancellation of E3. It seems that there was nothing really to fill the spot. Or I should say the the void, right? Every year, besides the Game Radar's future game show, which I am looking forward to. That actually, there's been some awesome games that have been announced on that. In the end, also AAA as well. Uh, but biggest announcement from Microsoft, which we will get to in a few moments here. So let's dive right in. So on this episode, or this first topic, I should say, is you know this was actually a dream of mine. Like I really this these two games that I'm about to name has really got me into gaming. I remember when I was younger, I used to watch my father play, and I was like, man, this game is so, so dope. It look, it looks so dope, right? And, I mean, yeah, it just looked cool to me. I remember after seeing this game, I always wanted to wear a leather jacket, and yeah, it just looked cool. Anyway, and the game I'm talking about is Max Payne, well, Remedy announced Max Payne 1 and Max Payne 2, the fall of Max Payne remakes. And it's going to be under one title. So I guess when the remakes come out, it's going to be on one disc and you get to play, you know, either or, which is awesome. And man, when I heard this news, I'm telling you my hype level or if I had a hype meter, it was past that. It was above the max. It was, oh my goodness, because this, I wanted this for years, right? I mean, it's crazy that for the past couple of years or so, we've seen, I mean, come on, Star Wars Republic Commando recently got remastered, right? I mean, it was not even remade, but it was remastered to the ps4 nintendo switch and then you also what jedi fallen order like the, this old star wars games got remastered then was it gorilla um red faction um I'm trying to remember remars edition or something that got remastered right the old uh red faction game oh red faction gorilla that's what it's called and then you also have like was it mafia 2 remastered mafia 1 remake and i'm just like man are you seeing which is awesome right i'm not complaining about these games having remakes or remasters or anything but my heart i'm like okay even alan wake had a remaster and that was more recent than max Payne one and two when is max Payne one and two gonna get the full either i don't care if it was remastered like like ported over and it just runs at 60 frames 1080p i wouldn't even care i love max Payne, like for the places the playstation two times original xbox i still got my original xbox copies and i played through backwards compatibility on the xbox series x but finally, finally, this year, 2022, it was announced that part one and part two is getting a remake. And I want to read a little article from The Verge that summarizes it very well. And I'm just going to say, and I quote, Remedy Entertainment is remaking Max Payne 1 and Max Payne 2, The Fall of Max Payne. The company is establishing a new development agreement with Rockstar Games for the remakes, which will be released as a single title for PC, which is awesome. I'm glad they're doing it for PC, PS5 and Xbox Series X. 
We were thrilled when our longtime friends at Remedy approached us about remaking the original Max Payne games, said the Rockstar Game founder, Sam Hauser. We are massive fans of the work that Remedy Team has created over the years, and we can't wait to play these new versions. And that's awesome. So again, I don't want Rockstar to touch it, right? And according to what I'm reading here later in this article, it shows that Rockstar Games, Rockstar is going to be funding the project. They're not going to be uh, developing these remakes at all on Remedy. Remedy is going to be uh, developing the the games while Rockstar is funding the project. And I think that's awesome, right? I think that's awesome because, to be honest, I don't want Rockstar touching it. Why? Because we already see the role that they've... I mean, oh my goodness. I, I mean, I know the Xbox 360, right? Granite Photo 4... You know, uh, was it Red Dead uh, Redemption, the first one? And then, that, you know, they used to release expansions. So, uh, was it Grand Theft Auto 4, Liberty City Stories? And then uh, uh, Red Dead Redemption, Undead Nightmare. You know, everyone always quotes this, right? They made different games, LA Noir. They, um, you know, they, they, were, they weren't afraid to take risk. You know, Midnight Club, LA. And, man, Rockstar has changed a direction for the worse you know to be honest i want the ceo to step down and, and somebody else takes over that's that's more qualified because i feel like again rockstar they have a, a an amazing amazing portfolio uh, portfolio of ips and games they have made and they're not doing anything with it ran a photo five for the past what I, honestly i think it's like eight years or so eight maybe what i feel like it's 12 years all i know is grand photo five has been now has now been on three different generations and we have not seen a new entry, which is crazy to think about because that's their moneymaker. Why not, right? And actually, it won the Guinness uh, World Record of the best-selling game of all time, Grand Theft Auto V. It sold, I think it was it. The last time I checked, I think that number is more now, but the last time I checked was like 50 million copies. That's insane. That is like every developer's or publisher's dream, right? Um, but, you know, in other words, without rumbling on and on, Rockstar, everything that they touch, it's like they're well actually they're monetizing everything that they have. You know what I mean? And also their their quality of product is not the same anymore. I mean, obviously we all seen what happened with Granite Photo the Definitive Edition and how that launched extremely buggy. And you know, what was it they recently just did a, uh, another patch to fix it, which I think it runs pretty good now and looks good. Um but you know, it, it was really surprising when that was announced, like, well, how the trilogy released the way it did. Because Rockstar, they always took, I should say, like, they were always known for the quality of their product. I think about LA Noir. I remember that, that was, like, stuck in seven years of development. And that was a nice, like, that was an awesome product that they delivered, you know? And Praise the King, yeah, and it launched, you know, barely with any bugs. And again, Grand Theft Auto 4 and, and so on, right? All their games. And with the release of the Grand Photo trilogy, you could just really see that, okay, like when that released and the state it was, it's like, okay, what is going on with Rockstar? What happened? Did they, you know, like, what, what, what happened, you know? And I don't know if they changed leadership. I don't know if the CEO has been here for like, I should have done some more background research before I started recording, but I'm not sure if the CEO has been there for like years or he just stepped in or something. But all I know is, it's not a good job, you know? Uh, so my point is that I'm grateful that Rockstar, they're funding again because they have the money. Oh my goodness, they 
They got so much. They're funding the project, but Remedy, they are developing it. And I, what I love about Remedy is I, you could like, I had a conversation with somebody recently that it feels like a lot. It feels like when games come out today, you know, it feels like there's no passion behind the project. Right, so what I'm talking about is like when the original the sixth gen consoles came out, the original Xbox, GameCube, and PS2. Every game you played, first of all, didn't need DLC. It was also working order, right? The, barely any glitches. What you got, what you paid for, is what you got, and it was it was awesome. And you actually felt the passion behind the games, you know, um, and just the replay value. But now, just today in age, I mean, we all know there's so many games that launch broken so many games that launch barely with any content and it's just we always know situations too of different development studios where there's a big problem in crunch um in the industry especially with rockstar games actually yeah it was first i think you know well what went mainstream was ubisoft how it was bad crunch over there and then uh rockstar games the the amount of hours are the, the crunch that they put the developers through to release Granite Photo 5, the, the next-gen versions, and, um, you know, other games. It's, it's, really, it's really crazy. Really crazy. So, Remedy, though, I'm not sure if any of that's going on. There's been no reports of that or any abuse. But what I like about Remedy is that I feel like they're the very few studios that feels like there's quality behind their product. Like, to be honest, I know a lot of people don't like it, but me, I love um, Quantum Break. Quantum Break, and then you had the TV show um, alongside with it. And then you had Control. Control was a very, very um, awesome game. I'd never be in it, but unfortunately. But it's, you know, so many... Uh, I have friends that played it, and they always say, man, yo, it was an actual fun game, and they loved the story. And they thought it was uh, brilliantly uh, written. Obviously, you have uh, Alan Wake. You know, like, their portfolio is very good. And, and I know in the beginning, Control didn't make a lot of money when it first came out. But then when they release for next gen consoles, I do believe they 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 make a lot of money. But overall, the, well, their latest game I know has been um, what was it? Uh, Crossfire X. And Crossfire X, I beat both of the campaigns. Uh, just in case if anybody doesn't know, that's tuning into this podcast. First of all, thank you. <laughs> and two, uh, Crossfire X, the multiplayer was done by uh, uh, a, a Korean studio. Um, and then, and then, uh, the, the campaign, excuse me, was done by Remedy and, you know, they had a small budget to work with. They didn't have a big budget to do, but you know, they worked with what they got and I'm going to be honest with you. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, a lot of people say, man, it feels like a 360 game, but to me, honestly, don't, I, I, I personally don't feel like that's a bad thing, especially where you could buy the ultimate edition. For I think it was like twenty five dollars, you get the campaigns, both campaigns that it launches with. So it's you know a cheap game, and you know the multiplayer is for free. And honestly, I thoroughly enjoyed the the campaigns. I thought it was fun, especially the second campaign. I thought that was well written as well. And again, it's just action pack. If you want to play just first person shooter, like classics, like three sixty era, I recommend playing Crossfire X. Campaigns were really good in my opinion. Um, and of course you could tell low budget, but again, it made me love it all more. You know, I, I thought it was really great. Um, the campaigns and, uh, and yeah, so remedy, I think they have a good portfolio and I just, 
I know they're going to take care of this, especially throughout the, the years when the anniversaries of Max Payne happened, right? The, I forgot, I think it's the CEO, is it the director or CEO? The dude that played, like, he did the actual face capture for Max Payne. He still works at the studio. I think he's, like, 53. Um, so, hopefully, he does. He, has, he gets to do, like, motion cap again. That would be awesome for these uh, new remakes. And, again, it's, it's really exciting to see what Remedy is going to do. It really, I want to know if they plan to add any content. I want to know if they're going to add any multiplayer. Again, I doubt it. Um, or are they, they're going to keep everything the same. But... How should I say? Keep like keep everything the same, but obviously a fresh like from the ground up, fresh new paint, you know, graphics, ray tracing, etc. That's what I really want to know. Animations, I know they're gonna redo and stuff, but I do I would like to know if like if there was any like deleted scenes when they were developing part one and part two. Are they gonna think about man, you know what? This time around we could add those deleted scenes that we took out years ago and put them in the new game. Or we could we could expand upon this mode and add new maps. Or, you know, I I would just like to see I love Max Payne 1 and 2. Those are games that literally, to the, like, even to this day, I go back and play them. And I played them a lot. But they're just so fun and cool. And so I would like to see if this time around, are they going to add more levels? Is that possible? They're going to add more levels. Um, I remember years ago uh, when Max Payne 3 was coming out, I remember developers were discussing that they want they wanted back then when they made Max Payne 1 and Max Payne 2, they wanted to put multiplayer. But it was always a, a tough decision, and they added up, obviously, to remove multiplayer. Uh, but they always wanted to add multiplayer to those games. Uh, and then that's why when Max Payne 3 uh, came around, they added the multiplayer. And you can see that interview, I think, in GameSpot. YouTube, GameSpot, uh, developer interview, etc. Max Payne 3. Um, so I want to know that since they scrapped the idea years ago, this time around, is it possible? Well, they added in. Um, so again, I'm just really excited to one, the original developer or the studio is remaking these games and is it possible we could see some new content? I think that would be really, really nice. But even if they didn't, I'm still going to be mad hyping by this day one, because again, this is the game. I mean, I played Halo when I was eight years old. I used to watch my brother play Nintendo 64, Super Nintendo, etc. I used to watch him play a lot of games, but man, I really got into gaming when, uh, yeah, Halo. I saw my pop play Halo. I played that. I enjoyed the living heck out of it. I used to play the original um, Xbox like game demos. I loved Def Jam, Fight for New York. I was on that like crazy. Um, but before I actually played Def Jam, I remembered I played Max Payne 1 and 2. And I just, throughout the years, I played them over and over again. Never got tired. To me, it's a masterpiece. So highly excited for this project. Glad that Remini is taking charge of this. And, you know, they're going to be developing this. And Rockstar... All they're doing is just funding. And I hope it stays like that. I don't want Rockstar to touch it. They, they're good where they are. Just don't touch it, you know? And, um, yeah, that's pretty much all I have to say uh, on the project. Um, oh, actually, it, it's a little strange, too, because this was a press release for this. And I'm curious to where... Uh, <clears throat> this is announced that the partnership was made. The project is in early development. And it's just a little weird that they didn't give no time frame, which they could take the time with it. They didn't give no time frame. They didn't give a release year. They didn't give a release window. Um, they pretty much, what they did was, hey, we spoke with Rockstar. We agreed on something and they're funding the project. We're making it. 
that's it um so yeah i i i think the reason why they did that possibly and i agree with spawn wave on this point i, I do believe he said this in a video of his um because i'm like okay it's so cool but i'd like to see i, I thought you know in my opinion when they announced this i'm like it's, it's awesome this news is awesome but i would have liked for them to announce this in a teaser trailer you know when they're a year in development in because based on this it looks like it wasn't even nothing is done yet and this was what april 6 2022 um so yeah um I'm thinking the reason why they made this public and announced this is so that they hire more developers for the project. That's my opinion. To me, that makes sense. That they announced this, hey, you know, nothing's done yet, but we're making it. And so more developers could get on board and then they could make this project. And I think that's why they announced this extremely, extremely early. And I think that's okay. I think that's awesome. So, yeah. So that's, that's, that's my thoughts on Max Payne 1 and 2 Remake that's happening soon. I'm very excited for it. And then the second topic that I want to talk about in this episode is Microsoft has officially, officially excuse me, announced um, Xbox, uh, oh my God, what, what is it called? <laughs> it's called the, uh, oh, there you go. Okay. It's called the Xbox uh, and Bethesda Game Showcase. Highly excited for this. As we all know, early in this year, um, maybe in March or February, it was announced that E3 has been officially canceled for this year once again. And, you know, E3 has... So, as we all know, E3 has been officially canceled this year. Um, which is a good thing, because E3 has been very, very, very stale. I mean, I think about 2020, I think, E3... Um, was it 2020? Or 2021? I remember Square Enix presentation was whack and literally Microsoft and Nintendo was the one carrying E3. I remember Rockstar Games actually had their own press conference and literally that was just them. They spent, what, I think two hours or an hour and a half or so just talking about there is gay and homo, like the gay and, and uh, what was it, uh, lesbians and leadership. And yeah, that's that's it. You know, like it's just so weird. That no games were mentioned at all, and etc. Right? I mean, that's Rockstar's fault, not exactly E3, but um, I mean, you know, again, that's Rockstar's fault. But still, in other words, it got canceled, and the the reason why, um, I do believe they said they announced that, yeah. So, uh, they are the reason why is because they're saving their resources for next year. For next year, um, next year they're gonna they're planning to make it the the biggest event that they ever done next year. So I hope they can keep that promise because again the E three has been really off lately, and uh, I would like to see a major comeback next year definitely. Because the E three time I always like to make an I make it an event where you know I barbecue that day before the press conferences happen and I invite my friends over you know family and then we just we just have a blessed time and hang out. So I was a little sad when E3 was officially canceled this year. Um, understandably, though, since it was only going to be an online event. And now to the day and age, you have, again, Sony State of Play. You have Nintendo Direct. Microsoft um, did their own showcase. Uh, you have these companies, even studios, uh, Bandai Namco and uh, 
Square Enix, etc. Like they, if developer wants to, we're at an age where developers want to show off a game. Now they could just host their own event. They don't have to pay thousands of dollars to be featured in an event and show off their title. They could just either one, just post a YouTube video of the trailer, and then two, just make their own event if they have several games to line up. So yeah, they really have to revamp and really think about E3. What are they going to do? They have to really implement some changes or make it worthwhile for developers to present on their show. Um, and that's why I always, you know, and, and Jeff Keighley for me, you know, he's, I enjoyed Summer Game Fest uh, last year. Didn't enjoy the year before um, because the year before it was just too spaced out, whatever. But last year it was actually good. I actually enjoyed it. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, but for me, he still has some work to do on that. Um, and also OB, was it OB Live or uh, I'm trying to remember that event. Uh, there you go, Gamescom. There you go, opening light, night live. There you go. I actually do like that event as well. Really good. So anyway, with that said, I'm really excited, really happy that Microsoft has announced that they're doing their own show. I still am not sure how long the event is going to be. I do have the times, but I'm not sure. If I, you know, I heard that it's going to be an hour and a half, but I didn't look up an official source. I got the information secondhand, so I'm not really sure. Um, but anyway, I have, I have an article here from Game Rant that I want to read. And it's really cool because it's it's a rumor. It's a rumor that almost every Xbox studio has something to present for the June 2022 showcase. So a new rumor has suggested that almost all Xbox studios submitted something for the Xbox and Bethesda Games Showcase event on June 12th. Microsoft will soon host a massive event featuring several noteworthy games coming to Xbox from first party and third party studios. And the Xbox the excuse me, oh my goodness, the Xbox and Bethesda game showcase will air Sunday, June 12th at 10 a.m. PT and 12 p.m. CT. So if it was 12 p.m. uh 10 a.m. Pacific time, I'm assuming it's one o'clock Eastern. Um, it's weird that they don't have that listed here. And players can consider it to be Xbox's big summer press conference of 2022. Fans has been speculating about all the games Microsoft will present at the show ever since it was announced last week. Microsoft has several exciting games in development, including Forza Motorsport, Fable, Perfect Dark. And yeah, and I'm curious, man. Like, I want to see what do they have for Perfect Dark because again, we recently heard not too long ago that you know, like 15 people left the initiative. And development didn't stop for Perfect Dark, but I know right now it's sort of in a disastrous place. Um, and a lot of people left because of the slow progression in, term, uh, in terms of the development. So I'm really curious to see what, one, they actually have something to show. It's been a couple of years now. And um, I mean, I hope so. I think that would be cool. Um, they're probably going to show maybe a trailer and or a trailer slash demo. I would like this to see a demo. I miss, you know, those days where we just saw demo presentation right somebody actually playing the game and not just cut bits and pieces of gameplay into a trailer i i really don't like that at all i really 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 don't like that um and hellblade 2 and others there are probably enough first party games and development and xbox to cover the whole show but fans can expect to see some third party titles a new rumor now suggests that almost every xbox studio made something for the event which is awesome this rumor comes from uh Rad of Thor, 
um, one of the hosts of the Xbox Two podcast and was featured special guest on another podcast named PM and the PM. He mentioned all uh, so yada, yada 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 yada. All right, so that's cool though. That is that is awesome. Um, and then it's cool because we also have uh, I think earlier in June, maybe the first week of June. Yeah, maybe the first week of June, I think we also have Summer Game Fest with Jeff Keighley. So definitely next month, there is some exciting stuff to show. And um, the crazy thing is also, we're also in May. So I'm actually in, you know, um, I'm sure a lot of listeners could care less about this. But me, I'm also excited because Affinity War has released a teaser for Modern Warfare 2. Obviously, we know it was coming. Um, but it's finally their turn to release Modern Warfare 2. So I am excited. I'm pretty sure in one of these events, we are going to see gameplay, especially, and I won't be surprised, now that Microsoft is in acquisition, you know, they acquired uh, Activision, Activision Blizzard, that deal does not complete until 2023. Uh, maybe even in the middle of 2023. But the deal is ongoing. And I, I think, honestly, we're going to see the new Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 gameplay on the Xbox showcase, showcase, um, I truly believe, and then that would be amazing. And again, uh, I was actually uh, talking about it with, uh, you know, shout out to Wallcrawler. And it's been a few years since Fable was in development, and to be honest, I would really like to see some gameplay for the new Fable game. You know, that's a beloved. I always tell people like my favorite RPG of all time has been Fable, Fable One, Fable Two. I've beaten all the Fables. And to me, it's always, like, I never feel like, I, I don't really play a lot of RPGs, because usually RPGs, there's a lot of, I don't want to sound weird saying this, but, hmm, this may sound weird me saying this, but RPGs, you have to commit a lot of time to, right? I think about Final Fantasy, you know, there's some grinding evolved in that, or not some, excuse me, there's there's grinding evolved in Final Fantasy um, one in particular, just uh, Final Fantasy 15. You have to grind in order to beat some of these bosses. Um, and it could take a while, just grinding, killing enemies, and, you know, hoping to level up. So, to me, I, I do like RPGs. There's, you know, been a few. I love, like, Chrono Cross, for example. I do love Final Fantasy 7, um, Mass Effect, you know, etc. But, yeah, so, but, like, Fable, that was the one RPG that never felt like a chore to me. No matter how many times I played it, just the world was always what well, well, funny, interesting, beautiful to look at, especially Fable 1 and 2. It was very beautiful to look at the world. And the gameplay is just so much fun. I love the fluidity of the combat. Um, I love the simplicity of, oh yeah, the you can swing a sword, swing a, you know, shoot a firearm, and then uh, you also have powers to, to, to handle. Um, and then also just, I like the minority system. To me, that was very, at its time, very unique. Fable 1 came on original Xbox that literally your appearance could literally change depending if you've done uh, bad actions or good actions. Literally, if you did bad actions, literally your, your character uh, would start to grow horns. He would start to have pestilence around them, right? Um, and then if you did good, your the uh, was it your character would actually, your hero would have a halo around his head. He would shine white. You would see something like like godly rays right it's it's so cool it's so cool and um also i loved about the fable games too especially part two was uh you know you could start a family you know you could uh be uh, a landlord 
You know, you could, in other words, if you just want to take a break from the main adventure, you could literally build a life. And I always loved that about Fable. So it was always a beloved franchise for me. And I'm a little nervous because, again, like, it's not being done by Lionhead Studio. Um, it's being done by Playground Games. Now, I'm not lacking Playground Games to creators of uh, Forza Horizon series. They've released a, a, an amazing, amazing game. Um, especially Forza Horizon 5. Like, oh, that game is top-notch. Um, but Fable, because it was also unique. You know, the game was also at times funny and weird. And there's a certain, uh, you know, it has a certain flavor to it. So with that kind of game, especially if you're rebooting the franchise, if it, if it you know, as a long-time fan of that game, and you know, fans, it's they have to be careful that they don't miss that. Like they have to try to capture that, or or, not, or rather, not just capture what the old games felt like, but to make it better. And that's going to be a great challenge. Is it impossible? No, I'm not saying that at all. But for me, as a fan, I'm like, oh man, I hope they're careful with this. I hope they take their time. I, um, take their time. Excuse me, I said that. I hope they take their time. And I hope they don't rush it. I hope we don't see monetization in it. That's another thing. Um, I just hope they take the time, you know. Because, you know, I never thought Halo, right? I never thought we'll see what happened in Halo Infinite happen. You know, like Halo is their heavy hitter. And, you know, when the game launched, it launched incomplete. It was cool that the multiplayer is free to play. And I'm not trying to get into another topic, but they launched with a campaign, but camp, you know, co-op was missing, Forge is missing. Um, there was some, there was bugs at the other patch. If you bought a physical copy, Halo Infinite is the first Halo game ever where you have a physical copy in your hands. The only way to, like, half the game is on the disc, and you have to download the rest of the game through the internet. That is not cool, and I don't, I really. Well, you know, you guys hear me complain episode after episode about that. So I'm not going to get into that because it's a whole topic within itself. But to me, I'm so disappointed because that's crazy because this is Halo, right? And now there's even even further where, oh my goodness, like it might be six more months until we get another season drop in, in Halo Infinite. I'm going to be honest. I, I stopped playing Halo Infinite. I went back to Halo Master Chief Collection and... You know, it's an amazing game. Matter of fact, they just did an update. I added a Flood Firefight, which I highly recommend playing that. That's so good. Uh, but, you know, it's a complete package. And I love Halo, you know, uh, Master Chief Collection. And yes, when that launched, it was buggy too. But even though it was a lot of bugs in there, Halo Master Chief Collection had a lot of content. Add Halo 1, 2, 3, and 4 on, you know, in one package. Now you got Halo DST, Halo Reach, and, you know, it's crazy. So... Yeah, so, but anyway, my point of comparing this with Halo, Fable, I hope they don't rush it. I hope they take your time with it. It's been a long time. That's good. Just take your time. But to be honest, it's been a few years now. I would like to see something at the showcase. They released a teaser trailer. All right, how about, you know, a three-minute gameplay demo, right? Just a, just a level to see what's what's cooking, you know? Um, that's what I really want. Um, also, State of K3. Uh, I know Microsoft, they have a problem of announcing games too early. Um, but man, I'm really excited to see State of the K3 as well. State of K2, I loved. 
right? It's been a, a couple of years now, and um, we haven't heard or seen anything of that. Um, also, I'm really surprised, too, that we didn't even get, uh, what's that game? Warhammer uh, Dark Tide. I would love to see that game, like a gameplay demo in the showcase. Um, I'm just trying to think of other games, too, but... Yeah, I'm... You know, it's it's... I'm excited for the showcase because I get it. The pandemic hit in 2020 and that, that put a delayed in a lot of projects and a lot of things. And I'm happy with the Xbox Series X. I love FPS boost, um, which I'm going to get to more in a second, actually. But, you know, I'm really, I just feel like me buying the Xbox Series X, I felt like I was left with a, a lot of unfulfilled promises. So I'm not talking about the system itself. Again, auto HDR, FPS boost, you get to play your old games and better than ever before. Performances top notch, 12 teraflops of GPU. Games that will unlock uh, uncapped frame rates, you could, you know, it would hit 60, no problem, right? It's it's an amazing console, it really is. Um, but at the same time, I feel like there's a lot of unfulfilled promises. And to me, as a, you know, I've been a fan of Microsoft, or, well, of Xbox, not Microsoft, Xbox, for a long time. And, you know, I'm telling you, like, the Xbox 360 felt more complete. Well, obviously, I'm not excluding the Red Ring of Death thing. I'm talking about, like, first-party games. I'm not saying we don't have any. We have first-party games. We do have Xbox Game Pass, absolutely. But there's just a lot of games that have yet to come out. And games that have came out they're not the quality is not 100 percent, and that concerns me so I, I really am looking forward to this event because hopefully that oppression that i just expressed to you i hope it changes it needs to change and yeah i mentioned fpf boost so i remember when i think it was two years ago right when the launch of the xbox series x um, it was 2021, I think, early 2021, you know, Microsoft announced FPF Boost. They showed off all oh, games that were capped at, you know, 30 frames per second from no work of developers at all, where you can enable 60 frames per second. And they showed off uh, Fallout 4 and then the Outer Worlds. And it's such a cool thing, such a cool thing. And then last year, they did one final batch of backwards compatibility games. And then also Jason Ronald also um, has put out a statement that that was the last batch of of, um, of backwards compatibility games that they will be adding to the program because uh, due to, which I don't believe, system uh, in terms of uh, system limitation, um, at the system limitation um, level, um, legal issues, and also uh, licenses. So I do agree with the licenses and, you know, um, you know where the developers lost the uh, yeah, licenses for games or IPs, etc., um, and you know, legal stuff. You know, like for example, we'll never see Def Jam Fight for New York. I think a backwards compatibility because they have to get the okay from like every uh, artist and you know, Def Jam and stuff um, in the game. I you know, I think that would be tough. Um, but me, I don't believe there was issues with the games running on better hardware. I, I just don't believe that. If you optimize it and emulate it, emulate it well, I do believe that's not an issue at all. They just have to eliminate, uh, emulate it. Uh, but I'm not a programmer. But at the same time, I do follow, I do like uh, follow other game developers. And I mean, come on, there's a modern group that they've 
released a PlayStation 3 emulator and in other words it, it's it's any it's possible for them to run games on you know the Series X um but anyway so he mentioned that that's why they ended the program or there's no more added to the program due to that um and then um the technique that they were currently using for FPF boost that's why they weren't adding any FPF any more FPS boost. There was a lot of games, a lot, a lot, a lot of games that they tried. And a lot of games, even when they go 80% through the game, all of a sudden a game breaking bug happens. So there was a lot of games that they couldn't add that support on. Uh, but again, I've mentioned this, I, I forgot what episode, but I did talk about this before. Uh, but I really do hope that they will announce a new technique or something. Um, in this showcase, I hope they announce something because he didn't say all that said, we're done with FPF, but he just says with the current technique that we have, uh, we can't do anymore. So I really hope that they find a new technique because again, like my examples I mentioned with Dark Souls 3, they used a different technique, um, that was exclusive to Dark Souls 3. So I hope that there is a technique that they find that they could continue, um, supporting FPF boost. To me, that needs to happen. To me, FPF boost is amazing, a game changer, literally. And I would love to see more games added to that program. Like um, like Fable 2, for example. Um, and, uh, I mean, there's a whole list. <laughs> but, you know, I would love to see them come up with a technique that they're able to make a game, uh, you know, like uncap the fps or make it 60 frames without changing the game code or if they have to change the game code you know go ahead <laughs> you know um i can't wait to see and w- just to see what else they're gonna come up with i'm excited for that because also again they have 500 they had over 500 people in the backwards compatibility team and for the program to just now end like what are those 500 people gonna do they're just gonna help out other game studios or are they gonna help make system updates now you know what i mean i i, I don't I, I think there's more in the works and i don't remember the woman's name um but there was i think the head of a uh, community manager for microsoft and i remember her saying she tweeted out uh a couple of months ago saying man i can't wait to show you guys what we're coming up with and an example of you know one day we, we announced uh, this and another day we announced fpf boost you know so i hope that you know, you could check it out on Twitter. I forgot the the woman's name, but um, she's the community manager, I believe, um, at Microsoft. And um, I'm I'm excited to to see what's gonna happen. Um, so that's what I'm going. My excitement for this event. I am. I hope something like that is announced. And again, just to see that will some promises fulfilled as an Xbox player. You know, so can't wait for that. And uh, yeah, so that is my thoughts on these two topics. And that's all I have to say about it. Um, Please let me know your thoughts. You know, if you're watching on YouTube, you leave a comment. Um, And yeah, if you have any questions and or topics you want me to address and talk about here on the show, you can send your question and or topic at twgpquestions at gmail.com. Make sure you write question or topic at the subject bar and also make sure you leave your name so that way I can properly address you here on the show. Also, you could follow me on Twitter at True Gaming. Um, You can also send me a message and or a, you know, a question or a topic there. If you want to be addressing here on the show, I'm um, also have Instagram 
uh, Chewy Gaming Podcast. You can look up on Instagram. You can look at the description of this episode. Um, you see it there. Um, also, let's see. Uh, yeah, I'm on Instagram, Twitter, and uh, YouTube. Chewy Gaming Podcast. You could, you know, uh, look me up, uh, subscribe, and uh, stay tuned for the next episode. And with all my heart, you know, I want to say thank you so very much for tuning in, and thank you so much for your support. Uh, please, you know. Subscribe wherever you're tuning in from. Make sure you tell your friends and family about your way gaming. Um, there's been ideas that I've been coming up with that I want to um, do for true way gaming. Uh, I know it's been uh, a couple of weeks that I've been absent. I just, I'm going to be honest, I've been just so overwhelmingly busy, you know. Um, but the show will go on. I'm not stopping. You know, I just, um, I've just been extremely busy. Um, but yeah just thank you so much for for sticking around love you guys god bless you most importantly jesus loves you my name is one way soldier and this is the end of my transmission you